Well, good weekday evening. Today is Thursday, January 25th. The time is 7 o'clock p.m. And you are tuned into the weekly edition of the Parents of Prodigals podcast. I'm your host, Brother Alan Weir, for this period of time when we come together for mutual edification, scripture reading, ironing, sharpening iron, encouragement, and most of all, prayer, supplication, petition, and intercession on behalf of those of us who are parents or guardians of unsaved, wayward, or backslidden sons and daughters. This podcast was born over a year ago out of my own burden for my own two adult children who at the time were not saved. And in the time this podcast has been on, my son and daughter, who I have been praying for fervently, my son came to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ not that long ago after facing a personal crisis and ending up in the driveway of my home. Him and I spoke. My son was raised in the church, coming from a pastoral family on his mother's side. He knew the gospel. My son read his Bible regularly, prayed, listened to TV evangelists and those on the radio and those online, but he had never fully surrendered his life to Jesus Christ. He had a form of godliness, but denied the power thereof. Reading your Bible, praying, going to church does not have your name written in the book of life. Only repenting of your sins, admitting your need for a Savior, and fully, totally, completely, and uncompromisingly surrendering your life to Jesus Christ, putting Him on the throne, and trusting Him for your eternal salvation results in salvation. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. My son accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior and became born again. This happened not that long ago, and of course, that was my son. I am still praying fervently for the deliverance and salvation of my adult daughter as well. There are many of us who have sons and daughters. Some of them have never accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. They've never repented of their sins. Perhaps they know the gospel, but they have never accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior. There are many of us who have sons and daughters who are backslidden. Maybe at one point in time, they may have been saved. They may have been involved in the church. They may have been reading their Bible. But something, whatever it may be, has lured your young person, your child. They could be a teenager or an adult. They've been lured away from the things of eternity, maybe the pleasures of the world. Maybe an addiction. Maybe even peers or friends have lured them away 
from the things of eternity, and they have turned away from the Lord. Backslidden. They need to repent and return to the Lord Jesus Christ in full, total, and uncompromising repentance. You can be a prodigal in church just because you're in church. Churches are full of many people who are involved in ministry, perhaps, sing in the choir, participate in activities. Maybe they come up and they read scripture, or they lead a devotional. But they have never, ever accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior. Yes, you can be a prodigal in church. Being in a church doesn't make you a Christian any more than being in a garage makes you a car. <clears throat> and so that's what this podcast is about. We lift up your prayer requests for your unsaved, backslidden, or wayward son and daughter in prayer that they be released from whatever is holding them in bondage and that they have freedom and that they come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Many of our unsaved and prodigal sons and daughters are in bondage to drugs, alcohol, peer pressure, sex, alternative lifestyles. Maybe perhaps they've become involved with alternative new age philosophies different religions. Maybe they're wrapped up in their career, no time for the things of eternity. Maybe they've succumbed to peer pressure, friends who are telling them not to go to church. Just read your Bible and live a good life. Living a good life should be enough. Many of our prodigal sons and daughters are indifferent to the gospel. They don't want to be bothered. Perhaps maybe they're bitter towards the church. They've had a bad experience. Many prodigal sons and daughters have become embittered by what they have seen and the hypocrisy of church leaders, maybe televangelists who focus on prosperity and money. And this has turned them off to the things of God. The enemy, Satan, uses all these things to keep people from accepting Christ, if he can distract you and keep you focused on the Christian and not the Christ, because the Christian will fail you. Man will fail you, but not Christ. Christ will never fail you. Let, let God be true, but every man be a liar. Too many people are focusing on the church and on the Christian, but not on the Christ. Jesus Christ said, He is the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come unto the Father but by Him. The church is not the way, the truth, and the life. Your pastor is not the way, the truth, and the life. Other believers are not the way, the truth, and the life. Only Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. And only fully surrendering to Him results in eternal life and your name being written in the book of life. And so every week, we have numerous requests that we bring before the throne of grace, praying for the deliverance and salvation of your prodigal son and daughter. This is a live podcast, and we welcome your participation in it. If you're listening through the Podbean app live, there is a phone icon you can click on. 
if you wish to be an active and live participant. Maybe you'd like to share a scripture. Maybe you have a testimony you'd like to share on what the Lord is doing in your life or in the life of your prodigal. Maybe you'd like to share an insight, something that the Lord has revealed to you, something you have to share can edify, strengthen, comfort, and encourage someone who is listening right now. Now, there are many people who may not be listening live. In different municipalities, in different locations, there are time differences. Some people are busy working, and they're not at liberty to listen live. Many people will be listening to this podcast after downloading it, when it has been published on the site. That's fine, too, as I have said many, many times. The Spirit of God can work just as powerfully and effectively through a downloaded podcast as he can through live listenership. So we invite you to be an active participant in this podcast to share. And when we come into the time of prayer for the numerous requests that we have, there are some testimonies that we will be sharing. The Lord is actively working in the lives of several of the requests that we have been praying for. And so we will be praying for all these requests at the appointed time in our podcast. At this time, we want to welcome listeners from a variety of municipalities. We have listeners in New York. California, Colorado, Pennsylvania, North and South Carolina, Oklahoma, Massachusetts, Connecticut, Idaho, and Georgia. We have people who are listening in Alabama, Maryland, Tennessee, Texas, Ohio, Utah, Wisconsin, Virginia, and West Virginia, New Jersey, and Montana. We have listeners in Illinois, Minnesota, Louisiana, New Hampshire, Oregon, Washington State, Rhode Island, Indiana, Arizona, Michigan, and Ohio, New Mexico, Kentucky, Arkansas, Mississippi, and Wyoming. Internationally, we welcome listeners in Mexico, Canada, Australia, France, Uganda, Brazil, the United Kingdom, Bosnia-Herzegovina, the Philippines. We welcome listeners in India. Germany and Zimbabwe, Tanzania, Japan, Russia, and most recently, Ireland. We welcome listenership in the country of Ireland. Now, a while back, I stated this point, and I'm going to repeat it again. We had listenership in a nation, which I will not name. And this particular country is a country where listening to this type of podcast is illegal. Punishable by imprisonment, if not by death. And there are listeners in this country, and when I saw what country these listeners were tuning in from, I was strongly advised, which I agreed with, not to name the country, lest I pose a threat by exposing that there were listeners there. So, you know who you are and where you're listening from. Believers in this particular country, we welcome you listening, and we will continue to pray for your strength in the Lord and for your safety and perseverance. 
under the persecutory regime under which you are living under. We will pray for you. At this time, I want you to join with me in a word of prayer as we begin our podcast. Father, I thank you for this particular time, Lord, and I thank you for everyone who's not just tuning in live, but will be tuning in at a later time. And I pray that whatever is said here strengthens and comforts and edifies whoever is listening live or at a later time. I pray, Lord, that you grant forgiveness for anything that we have said or I have said or done or thought in a manner that I've behaved or some way, shape, or form that I've offended you. Your word says, who can ascend unto your holy hill and into your sanctuary? Those with clean hands and a pure heart, and we want clean hands and a pure heart, Lord. Not so so that our prayers won't be hindered, but more than that, that nothing will come between our relationship with you. We want nothing to come between our walk with you, our interaction with you, our relationship with you. And so we humbly ask for your forgiveness for the things we've said or done, anything we may have done that has offended you, Lord. We thank you for your forgiveness, and we praise you, and we just worship you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You know, I've said before, and I'll say it again, I believe that the next prophetic event on the biblical calendar is the rapture of the church. And the rapture, of course, is that event described in the book of Thessalonians that mentions that the Lord Jesus Christ will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and the trump of God. It is an event, an actual event that's going to take place. It is not make-believe. It is not a fairy tale like many people dismiss it as. It is a moment in time when Christ will return to earth and snatch up all born-again believers. The dead in Christ, those who have died in the faith in the past, will rise first. And then we who are alive and remain will meet the Lord in the air. He will remove all born-again believers from the earth. And the reason for this is because there's going to be a terrible time of judgment here on earth a period of time called the Great Tribulation. It's a seven-year period of time when God's judgment will be poured out on a rebellious and unrepentant world. And after these seven period, this seven-year period of time, Christ will return to earth to reign in glory. But until that happens, the rapture could take place tonight. It could take place any moment now. We do not want our unsaved sons and daughters to get left behind to face this terrible time of judgments which the Lord will release upon the earth. Whether it's the rapture or maybe perhaps an untimely death, you know, it's not uncommon to see in the news not just people who are ill or elderly, Many young people who are in the prime of their lives and in the best of health. The Bible says that men's hearts will fail them for fear in the last days. Many young people we hear about in the news, athletes, people in the best of health who work out, eat healthy perhaps, are dropping dead. It was in the news recently about several young people, well-known people, athletes, 
who for some reason went into a Christless eternity. The Bible says it is appointed once unto men to die, but after this to judgment. So whether it's by the rapture or by death, the most important thing is the state of your soul and whether or not you have received Christ as your Lord and Savior. And so we pray fervently for our prodigal and unsaved and wayward sons and daughters that they will come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, that their names will be written in the book of life, and that they will spend eternity with the Lord and not in the lake of fire. Well, let's get into our devotional at this time. The title of tonight's devotional is Confronting the Giants Opposing Our Prodigal's Salvation. Confronting the Giants Opposing Our Prodigal's Salvation. And our text is taken from the book of Numbers in the Old Testament, chapter 13, verses 25 through 30. Numbers, chapter 13, verses 25 through 30. And I'll give you a moment to find that scripture text in your Bibles. You know, just to share this, when I was a young boy growing up in the 1960s, there was a science fiction show that I used to watch. It was called Land of the Giants. Maybe perhaps those who are my age, I'm 63, have heard of it. And the show was about a futuristic passenger ship that somehow ended up in a world that was very similar to the Earth, but all the inhabitants and everything in it were ten times the size larger than the passengers who ended up there. The entire premise of the show centered on not just their efforts to get away from there, but facing and overcome the challenges in surviving in this land of the giants that were constantly confronting them and endangering them. Well, our scripture text this evening tells the sobering story of God's desire for his people to receive the blessing of entering the promised land, the 12 spies who were sent out to scout out the land, and the two different responses to what was observed. Ten gave a negative report, two gave a very different one. And what we're going to read ties in to the illustration I gave about that TV show. Let's read our scripture text together, Numbers chapter 13, verses 25 through 30. And I'll be reading from the English Standard Version of God's Holy Word. Numbers chapter 13, verses 25 through 30. At the end of 40 days, they returned from spying out the land. And they came to Moses and Aaron and to all the congregation of the people of Israel in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh. And they brought back to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. And they told him, We came to the land which, which you sent us. It flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. However, the people who dwell in the land are strong, and the cities are fortified and very large. And besides, <clears throat> we saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the Negeb, the Hittites, the Jebusites, and the Amorites dwell in the hill country. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea and along the Jordan. But Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and occupy it, for we are well able 
to overcome it. The first ten spies reported that God had indeed given them a wonderful land of milk and honey and abundant crops, as they observed. But, despite the blessing that was promised, they saw no way that they could actually possess such a land, because they only saw the obstacles of the strong enemies and impregnable fortresses that inhabited it. Now, doesn't that sound like the challenges that you and I are facing when praying for the deliverance and salvation of our prodigal sons and daughters? And we're praying for their salvation, but while we are trying to trust the Lord to bring our prayers to pass, the obstacles, fortresses, and giants of the things like alcoholism, drugs, partying and pleasure-seeking, alternative lifestyles, animosity towards the gospel, bitterness, depression, involvement with the occult or New Age philosophies, or turning to different religions seem too great and too intimidating to believe that they can be overcome. The ten spies then gave a rundown of each of the enemy inhabitants of the land and where they were positioned. This negative perspective provides a sobering warning for you and I today. Instead of cowering in fear and intimidation, we must aggressively take the battle to the enemy with regards to trusting and believing the Lord with the deliverance and salvation of our prodigal children. And it's this fear and intimidation that can weaken our ability to engage in spiritual battle, such as taking a stand for Christ before our prodigals, and being salt and light regardless of what their response is, and praying and fasting for deliverance and salvation. You and I will never be able to enter the enemy's camp and rescue our prodigal sons and daughters without boldness and courage to fight and complete confidence that we will have the ultimate victory for their deliverance and salvation. At one point during their report, the ten spies even described themselves and their countrymen as grasshoppers in comparison to the challenges inhabitants and the obstacles to possessing the land and obtaining the blessing. But take note of the response from Caleb and Joshua. As stated in our text, it says, Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once. And take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. In fact, the name Caleb in Hebrew means wholehearted, bold, and brave. The name Joshua in Hebrew means God is deliverance. And like Caleb, you and I need the spiritual boldness and courage that will quiet the doubts and intimidation that the enemy will plant in our minds about God's ability to deliver and save our wayward sons and daughters, a boldness and courage that will dispel that grasshopper mentality. So let me ask you this. What do you see when you look at your prodigal sons and daughters? Are you focused on the vices and lifestyles that they're involved in? Are you fixated and agonizing over the hardness of their hearts towards the gospel? Are you becoming intimidated and fearful by their closed minds to perceive the truth, their closed eyes to see the truth, and their closed hearts to receive the truth? Are you looking at all these things 
as if they are Amalekites, Jebusites, Hittites, Amorites, and Canaanites, and giants standing in the way of your prayers for their salvation. Brothers and sisters, let's disregard and take our focus off the fortresses, obstacles, and giants that we may see as unconquerable with regards to the deliverance and salvation of our prodigal sons and daughters. Do not allow the enemy to get you to believe a bad report that will result in you and I having a grasshopper mentality. Continue to witness to your prodigals. Be salt and light, a living epistle before your prodigals. Pray and fast on behalf of your prodigals. Become Caleb and Joshua. Be bold, wholehearted, and courageous, and trust and believe in the victory that is ours in Christ Jesus for the deliverance and salvation of our prodigal sons and daughters. Touch and agree with me right now for a word of prayer following this devotional. Father, thank you so much for the word that was spoken, Lord. And I pray that what was shared falls on good ground on every hearer, whether they're live or listening at a later date after a download. I pray, Lord, that each one of us become a Caleb, that we're bold and wholehearted and courageous in confronting whatever giants are in front of us, and that we be also Joshua's, that we see the way of deliverance for our unsaved sons and daughters. Help us to take our eyes off whatever obstacles we may think exist. Lord, nothing is impossible for you. No one is beyond salvation. Lord, like I said in the previous podcast, even Paul, even Paul was able to get saved. You softened his heart and did what was necessary on the Damascus Road to break his stubborn and hostile self-will. And Lord, we just ask you right now to do the same for our prodigals, Lord God. Help us first and foremost to have complete trust in you. Help us to take our eyes off the Jebusites, the Hittites, the Amorites, and the Canaanites that are confronting us. All these obstacles that can intimidate us, whether it's addiction, our prodigals are maybe involved in drugs or alcohol or peer pressure or living for themselves. All these things can appear like Amalekites and Jebusites, giants, and they may intimidate us into fear. We may feel like grasshoppers in comparison to what we're facing. Sometimes it may not seem like they're going to get saved, but Lord, again, help us to be like Caleb and Joshua, bold, fearless, wholehearted, and believing in your ability to deliver save and sanctify. We ask these things in Jesus' name, Lord. Amen. You know, I truly believe that there are demonic entities that are at work in the lives of our prodigal sons and daughters. I believe firmly that there is an unseen world, invisible to our eyes, the demonic, the satanic, evil influences that work in the hearts and minds of our prodigal sons and daughters. 
whispering into their ears, whispering into their minds to turn away from the things of God. Don't read the Bible. Don't listen to that TV preacher. Don't go to church. Don't listen when someone witnesses to you. Put off accepting Christ. Don't pray. Don't listen. Don't soften your heart. All these things are demonic voices. The Word of God says that the thief comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. And that is what Satan, the enemy, wants for your prodigal son and daughter. He wants to steal, he wants to kill, and he wants to destroy them. He does not want to see them blessed with eternal life. He does not want to see your prodigal son and daughter surrender their life to Jesus Christ. It's horrible to say, but it is true. Satan, the enemy, wants to see our prodigal sons and daughters dead. He wants to see them dead physically. He wants to see them dead spiritually. He wants them to end up in eternal damnation in the lake of fire. And we need to pray. We need to fast. We need to believe for their deliverance and salvation. I always mention deliverance right along with salvation because most, if not all, of our prodigals are in bondage to something that is keeping them from accepting Christ. And they need deliverance. They need the bonds, the chains of whatever is holding them to break. Again, it could be drugs or alcohol, the chains of addiction, the chains of an alternative lifestyle, the chains of new age philosophies. Maybe they're involved with the occult. Maybe they're bitter or angry or have animosity or just hostile to the gospel. All these things are demonic strongholds. The enemy has them in a spiritual headlock. And we need to pray and fast for their deliverance that these strongholds be brought down, the chains be broken, even if it means going into the enemy camp. In our scripture text, Caleb boldly said, we need to go in and take possession of the land, disregard the giants, disregard the Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites, disregard who's there and what position that they have with the strength of the Spirit of God, we can go in and occupy it. And that's what you and I need to do. We need to have the boldness and strength of Caleb and Joshua. Disregard the bad report. You know, the bad report came from 10 of the spies. Only two had the faith. Overwhelming odds. 10 bad reports. And a multitude of obstacles and fortresses in the land. We need to trust and believe in the deliverance and salvation of our prodigals. Well, we've reached the halfway mark of our podcast, and we're going to break into a musical interlude right now. And when we return with the second half of the Parents of Prodigals podcast, we're going to enter into our time of prayer. We have numerous requests 
that we're going to be bringing before the Lord, and several testimonies of how the Lord is moving and working. And so we're going to break into a musical interlude, play two numbers that we hope will strengthen, encourage, and edify you. And then we'll return with the second half of the Parents of Prodigals podcast. Be blessed, but stay tuned. Something in your heart Between you and the Lord Are you drifting apart Not as close anymore There's nothing you can do That He will not forgive Bring it to the cross And let it die So you can live Nail it to the cross got you battered and bound, struggling for strength, do you long to lay it down, don't take another step, just kneel where you stand, lay it at the cross, and take a hammer Find hope in 
I pray that those two musical numbers were a blessing to you. Nail it to the cross, and your grace still amazes me. There's still time to get your prayer requests in. We will be going before the throne of grace in a moment. If you have a prayer request that you would like us to bring before the Lord, you can mention it. Key it in if you're listening on the Podbean app. And we will see it on our screen and bring it before the throne of grace. Maybe perhaps you'd like your request to be kept confidential. You don't want to reveal any details. You don't want to reveal any information for whatever reason. We will respect your confidentiality and privacy. We don't need to know the details. The Lord knows the details. He knows all things. He knows what's going on. And so we will respect your privacy 
and we will respect your confidentiality. But there was still time to get your prayer request in. Even while we are praying, you can still send in your prayer request, and we will bring it before the throne of grace. What we're going to do differently, actually, this time, we have numerous requests and testimonies that we're going to be mentioning on how the Lord has been moving in the lives of several of the requests that we have been praying for. For several of the requests that we're going to be bringing before the throne of grace, we're going to be doing scripture praying. I truly feel that we should take the words of scripture and turn them into prayer. And that's what I'm going to do in several instances with these requests. So touch and agree with me right now as we come before the throne of grace. Right now. And our first request that we're going to be praying for is regarding two young men. And we pray for them every single week, both of them by the name of Joshua. Of course, we mentioned during the devotional, the name Joshua means God delivers. And these two young men, as we mentioned several times, many, many times, are in the bondage of addiction. <clears throat> and so we need to pray for their deliverance and most of all, their salvation. So touch and agree with me for both these young men. Both of them are the name of Joshua. They live in different households from different families, but they're both facing the same issue. So let's touch and agree right now for these two young Heavenly Father, we just lift up these two young men named Joshua. God delivers. And Lord, your word says in Psalm 1, Blessed is the man that does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way of sinners, or sit in the company of mockers. And we pray right now for these two young men, that you deliver them from walking in step with the wicked, remove them from bad company, steer them back to the ways of the Lord. Help them not to stand in the way that sinners take, or even sit in the company of mockers. Whatever way is influencing them to turn from you, we pray that your spirit touch their hearts and minds, and that they make their way back to you. Your word says that a person who turns back to you is like a tree planted by streams of water as they meditate your word, and that their leaf will not wither, but whatever they do will prosper. Lord, we don't want these two young men to be like chaff, to be burned up in judgment. We pray for their salvation. We pray for their deliverance first and foremost. The name Joshua means God delivers, and we pray that very thing for these two young men named Joshua. Lord, that you deliver them from the bondage of drug addiction. That you heal the mind, the mind that tells them that they need to get high. They need to medicate their emotions. They need a drugs to help them cope. That is a lie from the enemy. Lord, dispel that lie. Give them a distaste and an aversion to drugs. Heal their troubled minds that says that they need drugs. And heal the body that can be ravaged from the use of drugs. Lead both these men these young men, back to the foot of the cross. Do whatever is necessary, Lord. Whatever needs to be done, bring them back, Lord God. Save their souls, convict them of their sin, open up their eyes. If their hearts are hardened, for whatever reason, soften their hearts, Lord. Open their, open their, their minds so that they listen to the gospel and receive it. Break down any resistance 
animosity, any excuses to put it off or not to do it. Tear down these strongholds of resistance or excuses or apathy, whatever it is, Lord. Save these two young men so that they don't end up in a Christless eternity. We commit them both into your hands. These two young men named Joshua, in Jesus' name, we thank you. And we praise you because we know you're even now working on this. We may not see it, but we believe it. And we trust you, in Jesus' name. Amen. Every week we pray for three young ladies by the name of Gabby, Valentina, and Angela. And all three of these young ladies were facing a variety of issues. I won't focus on each one, just in general terms. Issues such as depression, low self-esteem, narcotics, hostility to the gospel, rebellion. And the Lord moved mightily, as far as I know, in the life of one of these young ladies, Valentina. God has moved mighty in her life. The Spirit of God is working in this young lady's life. And so we praise God for this. God answers prayer. We continue to pray for Valentina, but we also need to pray for Gabby and Angela. Let's touch and agree for these three young ladies right now. Father, we thank you for these three young women, Heavenly Father. We thank you for the work that you're doing in Valentina's life, delivering her, convicting her, touching her heart and her mind, to where she is turning to you, trusting in you, praying to you, and finding strength and comfort in you, Lord God. We pray you continue to work in Valentina's life, Lord God. Protect her, guard her, and guide her in the way that she should go. Put a battalion of angels around her. And now, Lord, we also pray for Gabby and Angela as well, Father. Your word says in Psalm 2, Why do the nations conspire and the people plot in vain? The kings of the earth rise up and the rulers band together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their chains and throw off their shackles. Lord, many people view serving you as being bondage. You're there to steal away fun or to put burdens on people. Lord, I pray for these two young ladies that if the enemy is making them feel that serving you is being in bondage, is a burden, I pray that you tear down this satanic lie. If there are any chains to break, Lord God, break the chains of animosity, deception, false belief, resistance, hostility, break down. These are the chains that need to be broken, Lord God. These are the shackles that need to be broken. Break down the chains and shackles of resistance to the gospel. Touch these two young ladies, Gabby and Angela. Convict them of their sinfulness and their need for a savior. We just commit them both into your hands, Lord God. Touch them, Lord. Touch their hearts and bring them to a saving knowledge of your son, Jesus Christ, so that their names are written in the book of life. We rebuke the forces of darkness that are at work in their lives. There are satanic entities at work in their lives, blinding them, hardening their hearts, luring them away so that they don't listen to the gospel. We pray for Gabby and Angela. 
We rebuke these satanic forces in Jesus' name. Spiritual warfare. Prayer warfare. We lift up Gabby and Angela. We plead your blood, Lord Jesus, over their hearts and minds. Even now, work. You have your own way and your own time of working, Lord. We trust you with the process, and we trust you with the result, Lord. We don't know when it's going to happen or how it's going to happen, but it is going to happen in Gabby and Angela's life. Save these two young ladies, Lord God, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Every week we pray for the daughter of my dear brother Jamie and my dear sister, Jamie's wife, India. This young lady's name is named China. And China at one point in time was in bondage. It could be safely said that China, when we began this podcast over a year ago, one of the first people we started praying for was China. And I guess it could be safely said that China is the first fruit the first testimony of a prodigal getting saved. However, you and I are aware that there will always be a satanic and demonic counterattack. The enemy is not going to allow the salvation, the deliverance and salvation of a prodigal to go unchallenged. He will always work and assign minions to lure back into the world. Let's touch and agree right now for China and her perseverance in the faith. Father, we thank you so much for this young lady, China, Lord God, and you worked in her life in a mighty way. You touched her heart. You convicted her of her waywardness. You opened up her mind to the truth of the gospel. It took time, Lord God, but you worked the work. And we praise you and we thank you. Her name is written in the book of life. Her soul is saved. Her eternity is secure. But Lord, we pray right now for her divine protection. Angelic forces surround her, Lord God. And demonic forces will attack her, to tempt her, to lure her, to discourage her. We rebuke these forces in the name of Jesus. We plead the blood over China right now. Psalm 54 verses 3 through 4 says, Arrogant foes are attacking me. Ruthless people are trying to kill me people without regard for God. Surely God is my help. The Lord is the one who sustains me. Right now we pray, Lord God, the arrogant satanic foes that may attack China, ruthless satanic foes that will try to kill her spiritually in every way, shape, or form. We rebuke these arrogant foes. We rebuke these satanic forces. We plead the blood over China in protection against them. Surely God is China's help. No other help can be found anyplace else. The Lord is the one who will sustain her. Lord, continue to sustain China. Give her all the strength, all the fortitude that she needs. Turn her into a Ruth. Turn her into a Sarah. Turn her into a Mary. Turn her into a Priscilla. Turn her into an Esther. Make her a strong, persevering, courageous, and bold woman of God, taking a stand for you. Strengthen her prayer life. Speak to her as she reads your word. Give her a hunger and a thirst for the things of God and a distaste for anything in the world. Preserve her, Lord God. 
We pray for China in Jesus' name, and we thank you and praise you. Amen and amen. Every week we pray for the adult son of a dear brother named Frank and his wife, my dear sister Rose. Their son's name is Edgar. He's an adult. He knows the gospel. Edgar knows the gospel. He knows that he needs to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and he will be saved, but he hasn't done that. Now, recently, Edgar's girlfriend, a young lady by the name of Melissa, came to the Soul Purpose Evangelical Church, of which my wife and I are members of. There was a concert, a Christmas concert called a cantata. Edgar didn't show up, but Melissa did. The Ministry of Music blessed Melissa and spoke to her heart. The Spirit of God convicted Melissa of her sin, and at the end of this performance, well, not so much a performance, this ministering time, Melissa surrendered her life to Jesus Christ, and now she is testifying to Edgar, witnessing to him. She's, she has gotten involved in a Christ-preaching, Bible-believing, Spirit-filled church, and she also is working on Edgar, that he come to church with her. So we're going to pray for Melissa right now, and then pray for Edgar's salvation. Touch and agree with me right now. Father, we thank you for this young couple, Melissa and Edgar. And I pray, Lord, first and foremost for Melissa. I thank you for her salvation, that you touched her first of all, to come to the Christian concert, Lord God. She could have gone anywhere else, but she came that night. It was appointed for her to be there. And Lord, you touched her heart. Your Holy Spirit did the work. And we thank you and praise you that she came to the foot of the cross and surrendered her life to you. And again, like China, we pray, Heavenly Father, that you strengthen Melissa and that you make her a strong woman of God. She's new in the faith, and the enemy will launch a counterattack to weaken her or to make her forget about her commitment. Lord, we pray against any satanic forces that would seek to distract Melissa, discourage her, dissuade her, or lure her away from her commitment to you. Let your word fall on good ground, bearing fruit in Melissa's life. Make Melissa a powerful and strong woman of God and a powerful witness to Edgar, Lord. Don't let her turn away from you, Lord. Your word says in Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, that the words, your word, Lord God, should not depart from our mouths, but we shall meditate on it day and night. Help Melissa to meditate on your word day and night. Reading your word, and most of all, obeying it, Lord God. And when she reads your word, studies your word, prays your word, believes your word, and lives your word. She will have great success, Lord God, and prosper in her life. Bless Melissa, Lord God, and we pray for Edgar right now, Heavenly Father. In the name of Jesus Christ, we bind the strong man that's attached to Edgar's life, that's preventing him from receiving you, Lord Jesus. We bind satanic entities, lies, Put a burden in Edgar's heart to come to church. Speak to his heart, Lord God. Let him see and feel the emptiness of his life. Give Edgar no rest. Your word says there is no peace, no rest for the wicked, Lord God. 
Give Edgar absolutely no rest, day or night. No matter where he is, no matter what he's doing, give Edgar no rest until he receives you as his Lord and Savior. We commit Edgar into your hands, Lord God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Every week we pray for four young adults. And again, as before, two of these young adults at one point in time were hostile to the gospel, and two were somewhat open to it. But as far as I know, none of these four are saved. Their names are Joseph, Jessica, Joshua, and Joel. And so we're going to touch and agree right now and pray for these four young adults. Father, we lift up these four young adults, Joseph, Jessica, Joshua, and Joel, Lord. These four young adults may be in different households, living different lives, and facing different challenges and bondage to different things. So, Lord, you see all the details in each of their lives individually. Lord, a sparrow doesn't even fall to the ground unless you know about it. You know the details of our lives. And you know what's keeping each of these young people from surrendering their lives to you. The love of money, the love of pleasure, preoccupation with other things, partying, drugs, alcohol, peer pressure, the occult, new age philosophies, alternative lifestyles to pursuit of pleasure. Whatever it is, Lord God, you see clearly what's keeping each of these young people from surrendering to you. Work in each of their individual lives. Do what needs to be done in each of their individual minds and hearts. Bitterness to the gospel, sarcasm, apathy, indifference, whatever it is, Lord God. Work on the issue. Send people their way, co-workers, friends, neighbors, even strangers, family members who are believers, who witness to them and live Christ before them. Lord, give boldness to people who are Christians who run into them so that they'll be witnessed to. Get the gospel to each of these four young people, Heavenly Father. Soften the hardened heart. Unstop the closed ears. Open the closed mind to the truth of the gospel. When the seed is sown, when the seed of your word is sown, Lord God, the enemy will always seek to take the seed from the soil. Maybe the cares of the world will snatch the word from their hearts. Maybe the anxieties of life or indifference. Maybe your word will fall on shallow ground and they'll hear witnessing and not give it a second thought. Lord, I pray that when the word is reaching them, it could be through a Christian song or a track or witnessing, whatever vehicle you choose to use, Lord God, let your word fall on good ground so that the enemy doesn't snatch it up, but let it bear fruit. Let them think about what they're hearing and receive it. Deliver and save, Lord God. Work on Joseph, Jessica, Joshua, and Joel. We commit them into your hands in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Every week we pray for a young man by the name of Rashan. And the issues with Rashan were at one time, we haven't received an update, but we're still going to pray for Rashan. Rashan was a believer. And he came to the point through involvement in social media and different philosophies, lured him away from the truth. And so we need to pray for Rashan against the spirit of deception and blindness. Now he come back. This is no time to backslide. The days are evil and time is short. 
Let's touch on a grief for Rashawn right now. Heavenly Father, Lord, you see where Rashawn is at this very moment, Lord God, at this very second. You see who he's with, what he's doing, what he's thinking, what his feelings are, what his perspective is, what his frame of mind is. Lord, whatever, whatever it was that lured him away, from his walk with you. I pray that you turn it around, Lord God. Convict Rashan of the error of his ways, Lord. A spirit of deception is tricking him and keeping him away from following you. Maybe it could be different beliefs or different philosophies. Maybe it could be indifference. Maybe the voices are telling him he has plenty of time to turn back to you. Live it up right now. A spirit of blindness as well, Lord God, is pervading over Rashan. We pray against both these things. We rebuke the spirit of deception and blindness in Jesus' name. We cast down any satanic altars and voices that are speaking against the spirit of God in Rashan's life. We plead the blood over Rashan. Lord, bring him back to you. Do whatever is necessary. Whatever is is necessary, no matter how painful it is, Lord God, to bring Rashan back to you, Lord God. Again, time is short. Eternity could be right around the corner. This is no time to backslide and turn away from the Lord. Bring Rashan back to you. Deliver him and save him again, Lord God. In Jesus' name, Lord, let him see that you are the way, the truth, and the life. Nothing and no one else is. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. We're going to lift up a young man by the name of Matthew. And a while back, this young man, the mom of this young man, had mentioned there were issues regarding involvement with the occult, and there were suicidal ideations. Now, we prayed for Matthew, and the Lord was moving in a mighty way in several areas. However... I received word today that there were concerns regarding some issues Matthew was facing, and Matthew faces some very strong challenges, um, legal challenges, as well as the enemy's attacks on his mind and his heart. And so I'm going to touch and agree. We are going to touch and agree on behalf of Matthew right now for the power of the Holy Spirit to deliver heal, and then save. Touch and agree with me right now for Matthew. And we're going to also pray before for Matthew, before we're going to pray for Matthew's mom, who has been burdened for her son. And a lot of times the enemy can make us lose sleep and make us intimidated and fearful, can make us feel like grasshoppers. But we're going to pray that mom do not, does not feel like a grasshopper facing the giants that are involved here. Let's touch and agree, first of all, for mom, Matthew's mom. Father, Psalm 13 says, How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and day after day have sorrow in my heart? Father, we touch and agree and pray for Matthew's mom. Lord, it may seem like you are forgetting. It may seem like you're hiding your face. And mom is wrestling with these thoughts of anxiety. Maybe perhaps she's fearful of the giants that she's facing, Lord God. 
And mom may have sorrow in her heart, Lord God. But we pray and touch and agree right now, Father. Your word also says, Give light to my eyes or I will sleep in death. Lord, I pray right now that you give sleep, sweet sleep to Matthew's mom. Your, your word says in verse 5, But I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing the Lord's praise, for he has been good to me. Lord, strengthen Matthew's mom so that she trusts in your unfailing love. Help her heart to rejoice in her salvation and in the salvation of Matthew. Help her to sing your praise, Lord God. You will answer prayer. You will rescue her some. But strengthen Matthew's mom. Give her sweet peace. Strengthen her heart. Strengthen her soul. Lord God, when she's discouraged, encourage her. When she's weak, strengthen her, Heavenly Father. But bless Matthew's mom with perseverance. Help her to keep praying and believing. You will come to pass. You could be using this entire situation, and we believe you are, Lord God, for good. We believe you're going to use the situation for good, Lord God. Strengthen Matthew's mom to believe this and trust this. And right now, we touch and agree for Matthew right now. You see where he is at this very moment and what he's facing, Lord. Lord, your word says, no weapon that is fashioned against us shall succeed. Lord, we just touch and agree for Matthew right now that whatever weapons the enemy is formulating against Matthew do not succeed. Lord, be merciful to Matthew. We bind the forces of darkness that are coming against them mentally, emotionally, Lord God. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ that every desire of the enemy for Matthew's soul shall not prosper. The thief comes to steal, to kill, and destroy, but you came that we may have life and have it abundantly. We pray that Matthew have life abundant. Lord, heal Matthew's mind. Heal his heart. Lord, whatever issues he's facing legally, Lord God, resolve these issues, Heavenly Father. Intervene in the situation, Lord God. We just lift him up right now. Let every deception over Matthew be destroyed. Deliver him from the dark place that he's in right now. Illuminate his life, Lord. Bring salvation, bring deliverance and salvation to Matthew right now. Right now where he is, at this very second, shed light on Matthew. Reveal yourself to him in a mighty way. Give him a strong sense that you are there in that room with him, Lord God. Let every assignment from hell against Matthew be nullified right now. We touch and agree for his deliverance and salvation. We worship and praise you and thank you that you're bringing it to pass right now. A praise report's going to come in from Matthew's mom. We don't know when it's going to happen. Things might get worse before they get better. We don't know, Lord. But we trust you with the process. This entire situation is in your hands. You're in full control. Help Matthew's mom to believe this. We trust you. We place Matthew before you, Lord God. We lay him before you on the altar. Deliver Matthew. Save Matthew. Bless Matthew. Heal Matthew. 
In Jesus' name, we pray, Lord God, and we thank you and we praise you. We know you're bringing it to pass. We know it's happening even right now where Matthew is, you're moving. Like the Christian song says, Lord God, even when we can't see it, you're working. Even when we can't feel it, you're working. You never stop working. Help mom to believe that. And we know you're doing it right now in Matthew's life. You are working for deliverance, salvation, and healing, and the resolution of all issues in his life. Use these issues for your honor and glory. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. <clears throat> Every week we pray for a young man by the name of Johnny. Johnny is the adult son of a dear sister who's tuning in right now. Johnny, of course, was facing the issues of alcoholism. But there's a stronger issue than that, even if he wasn't facing alcoholism. So as I know, Johnny is not saved. His soul and the salvation of his soul are the most important things of all. But the enemy will use bondage to addiction to deceive and distract people. Some people think salvation and peace and joy can come from bottle or needle. We're going to touch and agree first for Johnny's mom, who's a woman of God and tuning in right now. And we're going to pray for her son, Johnny. Touch and agree with me right now for Johnny's mom. Heavenly Father, your word says in Psalm 4, answer me when I call to you, my righteous God. Give me relief from my distress. Have mercy on me and hear my prayer. Lord, Johnny's mom is praying to you. Answer her as she is calling out to you. You are her righteous God. Give Johnny's mom relief from the distress that she's feeling, the burden for the deliverance and salvation of her son. And Lord, your word says in verse 7, fill my heart with joy, Lord God, when their grain and new wine abound. Lord, fill Johnny's mother's heart with joy that you will bring to pass the deliverance and salvation in her son. Verse 8 says, In peace I will lie down and sleep, for you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. Heavenly Father, give Johnny's mom sweet peace. Help her to lie down and sleep in peace. She will dwell in safety. All she has to do is trust you completely with Johnny's deliverance and salvation. Johnny's in good hands, Lord. Strengthen Johnny's mom. Give her sweet peace. Don't let the enemy steal a restful night's sleep. Johnny's in your hands, Lord God. Bless Johnny's mom. In Jesus' name we pray. Right now we touch and agree right now for Johnny, Heavenly Father. You see where he is at this very moment, Lord God. You see what he's doing and who he's with. He could be in someone's house. He could be out in the street. Wherever he is, Lord God. Touch him right now, Heavenly Father. Lord, let the gospel get to Johnny, through his mom or maybe through a friend, wherever he is right now, Heavenly Father. Reveal yourself to him. Touch his heart and touch his mind. Lord, arrange the situation so that Johnny will turn to you. Let circumstances come to the point where he needs you, Lord God, and he'll turn back to you. 
Lord, work it out in his life. Do what needs to be done. Give Johnny, if necessary, a Damascus Road experience so that he in turn will have an upper room experience. Knock him down if you have to, but do what needs to be done so that Johnny surrenders his life completely to you. We commit Johnny into your hands, Lord. We praise you and we thank you for his deliverance and salvation. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Every week we pray for a young man by the name of Curtis. Now, Curtis is the adult son of a dear sister who I can see is tuning in right now from Texas. And the Lord moved in a mighty way in Curtis's life. There was a point in time when Curtis faced many challenges. The most important of all was that he was not saved. But a praying mom and a praying family continued in perseverance and prayer. And the Lord answered prayer in a mighty way. There was a process, there was a situation, but the Lord used those all things for his honor and glory. And Curtis ended up surrendering his life to Jesus Christ. His name is written in the book of life. When the rapture takes place, Mom, look to your right or to your left. Curtis is going to be right next to you. And at the marriage supper of the Lamb, he might end up sitting right next to you. But his name is written in the book of life. And so right now, first and foremost, we're going to lift up mom in prayer first. And then we're going to pray for mom's son, Curtis, a dear brother in Christ now. At one point he wasn't, but now he is. Touch and agree with me right now for Texas mom. Heavenly Father, your word says that you are a shield around us. Our glory in the one who lifts our head high. When we call out to you, you answer. Lord, I praise and thank you that Texas mom called out to you and you answered from your holy mountain for the deliverance and salvation of her son. Now we pray, Lord God, that you are a shield. Continue to be a shield around Texas mom. Continue to be her glory. Continue to lift up her head in victory and encouragement, Heavenly Father. Lord, your word says that we will lie down and sleep, and we will awake again because you sustain us. Help Texas mom every night to sleep sweetly, soundly. You are the Prince of Peace, Lord Jesus, and I pray that you continue to bless this Texas mom with sweet peace, the peace that passes all understanding. Help her to continue in prayer for her son. Make her a consecrated, she's already a consecrated and strong woman of God. We pray that you continue to work in Texas mom's life. Turn her into a Priscilla, an Esther, a Ruth, a Mary, a Sarah. Continue to transform her into the woman of God that she already is, more and more conformed to your image, Lord. Your word says in verse 6 that we will not fear the tens of thousands that assail us on every side. Continue to give Texas mom courage. No matter what kind of assault that the enemy launches against her, there could be tens of thousands that are sailing against her. But she will not fear. She doesn't have to fear. Because you are with her, strengthening her and encouraging her. We thank you and we praise you. Right now, we lift up her son, Curtis. We thank you for his salvation, Lord God. We worship and we praise you, Lord, that you answered prayer 
You delivered him, and you saved him, Lord God. Fill him with your Holy Spirit, Lord God. Give him a double portion, Lord God. Lord, give him an upper room experience, Lord. Wherever he is right now, reveal yourself in a mighty way. Tongues of fire falling upon him right now, Lord God. Reveal yourself to Curtis. Speak to his heart. Whatever challenge he's facing, Lord God, whatever challenges or obstacles he's facing, strengthen Curtis right now. Lead him to a Bible-believing, Christ-preaching church. Help him to develop association and friends who are believers. Send people his way, Lord God. Send Bible-believing, Spirit-filled, Christ-preaching, Holy Ghost-fire believers, Curtis's way, to mentor him, to strengthen him, to encourage him, Lord God. Remove all negative peer pressure. Remove all negative influences. Things are unhealthy spiritually for Curtis. Remove them, Lord God. It could be people that he's hanging out with or who are reaching out to him. Remove them, Lord God. It could be places, Lord. Give him a distaste to stay away from negative places. And the one place he should be going is to the house of the Lord, Lord God. And help him to stay away from negative activities and things, Lord God. Let his eyes focus on you, Lord God. You are the great shepherd. Help him to follow you, Heavenly Father. Make him an obedient sheep. Keep him on the path of righteousness and right living, Lord God. Lead him behind, lead him to still waters and green pastures where he can find spiritual refreshment and strength. Refresh Curtis's spirit. Strengthen him. Bless his life. In Jesus' name, we thank you for Curtis and his mom. In Jesus' name, we believe and trust you. Amen and amen. Every week we pray for a man by the name of Joe, and we have no details. We received this request a while back, and apparently Joe um, doesn't believe he's worthy. He perhaps backslid, and this request came in. They want Joe to find his way back to the Lord. He's disappointed with life doesn't believe he's worthy. Well, you know what? None of us are worthy. We're not worthy. We are made worthy through the blood of Jesus Christ. No man can come unto the Father but by him. We can't make it on our own efforts or our own goodness. We don't deserve salvation. We deserve hell. But the blood of Christ cleanses us from all sin. We have his righteousness. Let's touch and agree right now for Joe. Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you for this request, Lord God. And Father, wherever Joe is right now, we pray that Joe find his way back to you, Lord. We don't know what it was that lured him away. We don't know what it was that disappointed him. We don't know what discouraged him. The enemy is at work here. And so, Lord... There is spiritual warfare that's taking place right now, Heavenly Father. We lift up Joe right now before you. We pray that spiritual forces, heavenly spiritual forces, begin the work to bring Joe back to trusting you, Lord God. We rebuke satanic entities that are discouraging Joe and keeping him away from you, Lord. Lord, 
He's disappointed in his life. Whatever it is that's disappointing, I don't know, Lord God. But you, Lord Jesus, are the way. You are the truth, and you are the life. If he trusts in you, the life itself, he will never be disappointed. And so, Lord God, bring people Joe's way. Do what's necessary. Neighbors, friends, associates, co-workers, strangers, a Christian song, a track on the street, a track that's given to him, a Christian broadcast, no matter what it is, Lord God. Use any vehicle, any resource, any person, any way, at any time, in any place, day or night, any day of the week, do what's necessary to bring Joe back to you. We commit him into your hands. We don't know what's going on, Lord God. We got this request a while back, but we're just placing it before you and trusting you with it, Heavenly Father. We thank you and we praise you. We know what's going to come to pass in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Yes, brother, we are made worthy. We are made worthy. We are not worthy. The Lord makes us worthy. The blood of Jesus makes us worthy. We have Christ's righteousness. That's right, brother. We are made worthy. Thank God for God's mercy and for the blood of his son that makes us worthy. Amen and amen. Well, we've reached the conclusion of this week's podcast. And I pray that it was a blessing to you and that you received strength and comfort and encouragement for what was shared and prayed for at this time. We will come back on the air next Thursday, February 1st at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Now, you know, we bring these requests before the Lord, not just every Thursday, but during the week as well, we pray for them. You can submit your prayer requests to the Parents of Prodigals website, parentsofprodigals.us, parentsofprodigals.us. Go into the prayer request location, and you can submit your prayer request there, and we will bring it before the throne of grace during the week. And if you like, we will mention it live during our podcast so we can all touch and agree in prayer for your unsaved, wayward, or backslidden son and daughter. That's what this podcast is all about. And again, we welcome your participation. If you'd like to come on the air live next Thursday, we welcome. We'd love to hear from you. A testimony, a scripture, or a word of encouragement. But please, send in your prayer request. Time is short. The prophetic clock is ticking. The rapture is indeed the next event on the prophetic biblical calendar. It is going to happen. Things are happening prophetically in the world today. I personally do believe, do not believe we have much time left. We need to be sober and vigilant and pray for our prodigals. We shouldn't take it for granted. We shouldn't take a sunny day for granted or when circumstances are favorable. We need to keep our lamps filled with oil and watch and pray, not slack off. 
Christ will come like a thief in the night. We cannot be caught off guard. We cannot be caught lax or sleeping. And so, with these words that I'm saying right now, I leave you with this. If you are the parent of a backslidden son and daughter, and you live in New York, California, Colorado, Oklahoma, Massachusetts, Connecticut, Idaho, or Georgia, if you are the parent or guardian of an unsaved, backslidden, or wayward son and daughter, and you live in Texas, Ohio, Wisconsin, New Jersey, Montana, Illinois, Minnesota, New Hampshire, Oregon, or Washington State, or South Carolina, or Arizona, if you're the parent or guardian of an unsaved, wayward, or backslidden son and daughter, whether they're a teenager or an adult, and you live in Michigan, Iowa, New Mexico, Kentucky, Arkansas, Mississippi, or Wyoming. If you're the parent of an unsaved son and daughter, or the guardian of an unsaved son and daughter, maybe they're backslidden, they've turned their back on the things of God, and you're burdened for their deliverance and salvation, you're weighed down by the way they're living, a Christless life, you're worried about their eternity, and you're praying that they come to the foot of the cross, and you live in Mexico, Canada, Australia, Uganda, France, or Brazil, the United Kingdom, Bosnia, Herzegovina, the Philippines, India, New Zealand, Germany, Zimbabwe, Tanzania, Japan, Russia, Ireland, or an unnamed country. We're staying true to the faith is a crime. If you are the parent or guardian, the mother or father of a wayward, backslidden, or son and daughter, and you want their names written in the book of life, you want them to completely and absolutely and uncompromisingly confess their sins, realize their need for a Savior, and surrender their lives to Jesus Christ. If you are the parent of an unsaved son and daughter, and you're praying for the deliverance and salvation of them. Continue in prayer, being watchful therein. And watch the road. Watch the road. Watch the road. Your prodigal will be on it. Until next Thursday, February 1st at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is Brother Alan Weir. On behalf of all of us here at Parents of Prodigals, wishing you a good night, and God bless you.